Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I invited Jamie Butler from Lash Base over in the UK to come back on the show just to talk about um, everything that's happened since he was last on, which was like two years ago. He was one of my first guests. So Lash Base is launching in the US and they're gonna be in Atlanta, Georgia. So they're working on that right now. We're also talking about lockdown due to coronavirus in this episode. We talked about the Black Lives Matter matter movement and diversity in our industry. We also talk about social media because he's a guru of that. So I, of course, had to ask him some questions about social media. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And without further ado, here is Jamie. All right, Jamie, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, So let's just recap what what all has changed in your life and what have you been up to since the last time you were on, which was, I guess, like two years ago. It was a long time, wasn't it? But then yeah. to be fair, I think two years just disappears like absolutely nothing. Like I yeah. remember, and I know we've just said before we started the recording of this, but like two years ago was this Lash Boss radio episode from two years ago was my first ever like public interview that I did. And I remember doing the interview and feeling so nervous. Like I came off of the phone call thinking, what was I saying? None of that makes sense. Like I've even, <laughs> sounds horrible to say, I've, I've attempted to listen back to it a couple <laughs> of times just to see if it's as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And although it's, although it's okay, I can de- I definitely listen back still and think, Jamie, what are you saying? Please really? stop, please stop. Yeah, oh, it, it happened. It Oh, thank you. And so since that last two years, I think, um, well, like my lash based Jamie page has, has we gone were. pretty well. The lash, yeah. lash based business is, is going really well. Um, I feel like a completely different person because it was that lash boss radio episode from two years ago was like my first attempt at stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And since then, it's you keep doing it and it's a little bit you get a little bit anxious and then like it's slowly but surely it's turned into I've I've spoken at loads of events I've done lots I've got my own podcast um and now I don't I don't get nervous I get a bit of like that adrenaline rush which is brilliant however this phone call because I knew it was coming for the last hour I've been like so nervous again and it's almost like triggered me into (laughs) thinking oh god I I don't say anything wrong this time Jamie this is this is going to be around for a long time so yeah so anyway well if it makes you feel any better I get nervous before every single interview that I'm giving so it's fine I'm right there with you it's crazy isn't it you think you'd get used to it and no but I guess that's a good piece of advice to people because they people or everyone gets nervous you have to be nervous really but yeah so anyway back to the back to the question so two years what's happened in two years well I've had a baby and yeah. I have another another baby on the way. Yeah, congrats. So, so and you, yeah, and obviously you've had a baby as well. So yeah, uh, life doesn't stop. We've had the lash face business is going really well. Um, we or attempted to open up our business in America, which is is still going to be going ahead, but obviously didn't go as planned first time round. Mm-hmm. Um, we've opened up. I think since our last interview, we now have our like official lash face training. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm not one to ever stand there and like look and make like acknowledge the 
achievements that I've made. But every single day, you just you have a little target each day, right? Today, I want to make sure I achieve this. Today, the next day, I want to make sure I achieve that. Um, and then here we are two years later. And so far, so good. Obviously, I haven't got everything right, but yeah. hopefully most. No, that's awesome. I, you're one of the most uh, productive people I feel like I see in our industry, especially just with like social media, you're always on there. You are always showing, even if it's not just about like work and stuff, you make sure to make an appearance. And even if you skip like a day or so, it's like you were never gone. And I'm like, how does he do that? I feel like I tried, like I try so hard to, <laughs> to be present all the time, but it's just hard now with the little one. So I don't really know how you do it. I don't either, to be honest. Like, for example, I know this is this will probably be aired in, in a few weeks or so, but like my Instagram story today, if you were just to have a look at it um, on this day that this is done, is me vacuuming our office. <laughs> That's all I did. I just thought I'd just show that I'm currently doing some cleaning. So I think my tactic when it comes, especially Instagram stories, is it's I'm just telling a story of what I'm what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, like likewise, when when we went over to America and set up, we were setting up the warehouse and we were having deliveries of things and things were going on. There were loads of times when I thought this isn't very interesting. No one's going to care about this. Um, but you just, you'd be surprised. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy what people find interesting. Right. Um, and even, even like yesterday when I said, Oh look, we're moving into our new office today. I had a couple of messages from people saying, Oh, Jamie, we've missed seeing what you're doing. Yeah. Like it's always really interesting to see behind the scenes. And, and I must admit, it's something that I always tell people, just show, show what you're doing in your salon, show, show yeah. what you get up to when the client isn't there, show what you're up to when the client is there. People genuinely are really interested in that. Yeah. Um, but I think I kind of forgot that a little bit with, with everything else that's going on with coronavirus and things. So yeah. Um, I'm going to try and start like showing a little more and showing up a little more again. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone was kind of like that with the shutdowns because I don't know, everyone was kind of in a funk, I think at the same time, just because this was just such a weird, crazy thing that happened to the world. So I it think is, everyone yeah, was kind of absent. Yeah, I've, I've noticed it like from the start, we had like the first week, I think everyone was quite um not excited because it was it's scary isn't it what's going on yeah. but it was like you had it was all new and different because you had time off you didn't have to yeah. be at work or go to work you didn't have to worry about anything and then they hit like the three or four week point when people were like oh, I'm really low now because I haven't got the money coming in I haven't got this I had all these plans this hasn't been done this isn't getting done yeah. um and again I noticed like this big lull in in everyone and it almost like I've seen it a few times. I wouldn't say like it's exposed some people, but emotions is, it's like an absolute roller coaster. I like to think of myself as pretty like level mm -hmm. with my emotions, but even I have been up and down, up and down. I remember even putting on my Instagram stories um, a few weeks back saying, look guys, I've actually finally hit a wall. Mm -hmm. I'm really not feeling it. What do you do when you're feeling, feeling down? I can't do any work because Lash Base is closed. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, and luckily by putting that on my Instagram stories I had loads of advice loads of help and yeah. yeah it got me through it but it's I hope and I know it's different for everywhere in the world but it looks like we're slowly getting through it and maybe by the time that this is out we might more people might be back to like the new normal yeah 
how long did you guys shut down? Uh, well, we were, it was annoying when it happened because we were in America when we had to make the decision for the UK, but we were officially like completely shut. Like the website was shut, no orders, no anything, no staff for um, four weeks, a month. And then from the four week point, we opened up where it was just my family. So just the butlers. So there's five of us where we opened up again so we could take like limited orders. Uh, we had to again switch off the website whenever we hit like the peak of the amount oh, of right. orders that we could that. process and things. Mm-hmm. But which again, it was interesting because it was like going back several years because it was just the butler family were just working, packing orders, doing the social media, doing the emails. Um, and then since then, we've now got half the staff back. And as of uh, next week, we're going to have everybody back in. So we've managed to arrange, like we've just bought uh, two new buildings on our business park, which means that we've got more space for storage, which means we can spread out the warehouse a little more. So we can we can work at full capacity, like in a safe, socially oh, distant way, which is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm with the me and the marketing team. We're over in a completely different building, which was it did have all the stock in, but we've moved some stock. So now me and my team are going to be like away from the warehouse, which is the first time ever. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Whenever you guys were, so you guys were here in America when y'all shut down, you said. So what was that like for you guys? Like, were you ever thinking like, no, it's fine. Like, this isn't going to be as bad. Or like, what was, I guess, your thought process like throughout the whole thing before y'all shut down? Uh, the, I'm not going to lie. The entire time I thought, and again, I was stupidly wrong, but the entire time I thought, no, this, there's nothing to worry about. It's just a common cold. There's no, there's no one's, we're all, everyone's going to be completely fine. And we were over in America just carrying on, going through the motions with receiving the new stock that was coming to the warehouse, making sure the staff were trained up, like in mm-hmm. the certain departments that they were going in. Um, and then Trump did uh, like an announcement to say it was like a countrywide state of emergency or something. It was a, it was it was yeah. serious, and we were like, oh wow, it's really serious. But still, England at the time was moving like normal. Um, obviously, we fast forward to now, and the UK is getting criticised for how poorly it handled it because we didn't lock down soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in America and then all of a sudden, like we got no, uh, uh, a message to say, turn on the news because the UK's prime minister is announcing that it's a lockdown now in England. So you guys have got to get home. Um, and so that was pretty scary. But the fact is, because we had like tw- at the time 20 plus members of staff working at Lash Base in the warehouse and stuff, and they all, and understandably, they've got, they were worried for themselves, for their families. For mm-hmm. there was a lot of panic and people were, were like weren't almost weren't happy to be working which is completely understandable so because of that uh, because we have staff members that are looking after like el- their elderly parents and things like that we made the decision like from being in America we we're like right okay shut down the UK website we're going to have to send everybody home and we'll wait and see what happens so yeah, we completely just shut down. I think it was on the 23rd of March. I remember it because we had just done and announced this big promotion where we were giving away a load of free, uh, free products. Oh and it, yeah, so we had had a load of like excess stock and a load of products that 
were mm. maybe not like not perfect condition for sale but they 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 work exactly as they're supposed to so we thought tell you what this will help people out we don't need it here so we may as well just give it away for free so mm-hmm. we advertised everybody come on pick pick take what you want obviously try and be fair just take a few things and check out um and as we were mid process of this is when the UK government said right okay guys we're in lockdown now and so that's when we had to stop giving the free products away and completely close down the business um and that, which at the time because most of my family were in America my brother that was left here in England because he was looking after the UK offices he then had to single-handedly pack the remaining free orders on his own because obviously we shut down so yeah it was the way it all happened was just absolutely crazy but at the t- at, at the time we made the right decision for us for the position and with the information that we had so we don't re- we don't necessarily regret it um but if we could go back now we probably would do it maybe slightly differently yeah so how is that going to affect the us slash base um is it just delayed a little bit is we're, i don't know like it was it stressful just because you guys had just acquired that space and moved in and bought all this extra stock yeah well the 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 warehouse and the offices that we've got it was it was so perfect for us that we actually took we got hold of the keys and started renting it from october last year mm-hmm. so it it had all it had already been empty for like a few months because we didn't get out there till february so mm-hmm. it already we'd been paying for it empty because we really wanted it um and then we'd obviously got all the stock we filled all the stock up um with all the deliveries that we'd had um china at this point was already like seeing the worst of it and was actually slowly getting back to their manufacturing was slowly getting back to normal mm-hmm. so we had delays delays anyway um to to then realize that we couldn't open so we had to come back and now we're still sort of stuck because in England we're still technically we nobody's going back to work just yet mm-hmm. a few businesses are we can't travel freely so we can't actually go back like if we leave the country now when we come back into the UK we have to self quarantine for 2 weeks which isn't something that we we're, we're able to do so we can't go back out to America just yet um and because of this the way it's going to work out is we're going to have had and been renting our warehouse and offices for a year before doing any business so the, that big 12,000 square foot warehouse that we've been mm-hmm. renting is just like really really expensive storage yeah. um and also because of the time that this has all happened we've actually um had to ship back our perishables like the adhesive Mm-hmm. we've had to ship that back to the UK um so we're selling it in the UK um and we've had to place another order for adhesive so that when we go to America again to open we'll have fresh adhesive so wow yeah it's 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 been a headache but it's kind of it's not but it could be worse obviously we 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 could be sick but we're yeah. not we're all, we've all we're all still healthy we're all still okay um and yeah it is what it is so we're hoping maybe depending on what happens with lockdowns and travel potentially looking to get back out to america maybe the end of august wow to start again when so i don't know i feel like i could never 
see, I mean, I could imagine how stressful that is, but you guys don't ever show that, obviously. Are, are, do you handle crisis pretty well? Um, I think the, the good thing for, for us, for like us, as I'll talk about like as Lash Base, um, is that there are five of us, as in the family, mum, dad, three, three brothers. Uh, so nobody has to bear full responsibility or decision making or anything where we can all spread that amongst ourselves. And it's quite good to all have a conversation with each other. You could, you might be panicking at the start of the conversation, but by the time you've all talked it out, you've sort of, somebody's calmed the other one down mm-hmm. um, and you can then make a decision. But I think the main thing for us, like with all of this, and I'd like this, I'm not, not saying this to, to sound like, oh, we're showing off as Lash Base or anything like that. It, but the way that, all the way from when my mum started the first started the business, they've done everything they can to not have to borrow any money. So every every penny they made at the beginning was then reinvested into the business. So mm-hmm. it, and it's continued that way now for well coming up eleven years now, and that means that we we have the resources or have had the resources to be able to manage something like this. Obviously, at no point did we ever think that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we had the money to invest in opening in America, um, and by doing so, it was almost like if it doesn't work out, then we'll we'll still be okay. Obviously, it's we we want it to work out. So the fact that it didn't, and we've paid extra money for things when we didn't need to, all it's kind of done is like delay what we hope is going to happen and. The fact is, you can always, all of these things can be turned into being a good thing. Like, because of this, like the first time round, we weren't actually going to have full stock for our launch. Whereas because of all these delays, when it comes to time that we're going to open up in, in the US, we're actually going to have a full full stock. Hmm. So that's actually a better thing for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just loads of things, like especially with, with everything that is going on in America and in the UK at the moment, um, our eyes have been opened, which is actually going to put us in a better place when when we come back out to sort of try again anyway. So I don't know. I think there's always there's positives and negatives to all of it. We just always try to look at what, what's good about a situation, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson and just being prepared for the worst at all times. Like, as a business because it, it kind of allowed you guys not necessarily the freedom, but you didn't have as maybe much weight um, because you weren't in a ton of debt and you know, you weren't breaking even at that point. And that probably just helped you guys see the bigger picture and just keep pushing forward instead of like freaking out every day, I guess. Yeah, I think that's one of the main things. We, again, something we talk about quite regularly. Most most of the situations that are causing cause the most stress or cause people like all the anger and the problems, you can a lot of the time it comes down to to the money side of it. So the fact is, because for us anyway, and again, I'm not I'm not saying this to try and sound like we're some amazing company. I just just saying it as as it is, I guess. Um, because the money side of it for us hasn't been make or break because we were prepared and we only ever, we never get ourselves in debt. We never do something that we can't 
it's like, I suppose it's like gambling actually. We'll mm. never gamble something that we can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way it means that you can use your, you can use most of your brain to try and figure out all the other bits rather than the money side of it. So yeah, it's definitely helped us. Yeah, I bet. So another really big thing going on in the world is this huge movement that was sparked by racism and injustice and police brutality here in America. Um, Is it, is it even like that in the UK? Like, do you guys experience the same stuff? Um, And then I guess, what was it like for you guys hearing about everything going on in America? Cause I, I know a lot of like countries around the world also kind of banded together, but what is it like just living there hearing about all of the craziness always going on here in America? Um, well, I think I need, I definitely need to start by saying that I am, I'm well aware of like how uneducated I am on this. I, I have been doing my best to catch up and learn and, my eyes 100% have been open. So going forward, it's I'm looking forward to hopefully changing the industry um, and hopefully even bigger than that going forward. But in in England, yeah, I was thinking about this and it is it's the same. It may be maybe not as extreme, but then there's a lot. It's a, America's a bigger place. Um, but the the issue with racism, injustice, systemic like racism. Mm-hmm exists it is a thing and i think that's why that's why the uk there's been loads of protests there's been um it's almost mirroring what's going on in america and rightly so and i just think that what i find crazy about about everything right now is just how embarrassed and sorry i feel Mm -hmm. because i i like to think that i'm not a bad person i'd like to think i'm not stupid yet why is it only now that my eyes are being open to this and i thinking about it i know i know it's because there's no other distractions um no one's working because of coronavirus so it's come to right now there has been no other uh, nothing anyone else can do but see what's going on and which then after seeing it like i just i hate saying it now but naively I've always always been one of those people and thinking that this was the right way to think and I'm sure there'll be people listening to this that that have that used to think the same hopefully not anymore but I've always been one of those people that have been um and in quote marks colorblind mm-hmm. to race so like it's it never even crosses my mind I don't I never even consider I just I'd like everybody and then that's that's a completely normal way to think or so I thought that I'm well aware now after even just an hour of trying to educate myself you realize how wrong that you that's not how you're supposed that's not what you should think that isn't that isn't right um so one thing I'm kind of happy with is if I've managed to have my eyes open and if I've definitely can see and acknowledge my previous failings I'm sure there are several hundred thousand maybe even a million people that are exactly the same as me and I just hope that this can mean change going Mm. forward for everything that's going on so um yeah yeah, it's it's horrible what's going on but I just I really hope there are more people that that are like me now that can say hold their hands up and say I can't believe I was blind to this Uh, like I acknowledge that um and other people in 
in positions in which they can use their voice and hopefully for a change for good. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely opened my eyes as well. And I feel the same. I've read so much and just been like, Oh my goodness. I think what a lot of people have realized through this is that even though you may have, cause a lot of people I've seen say, um, I'm not privileged. I went through so much in my life or I worked so hard to get where I am. But the point is that it wasn't because of how you looked though. It wasn't because of the color of your skin that anything was hard for you. And I think it's a super humbling experience to realize like, wait a second, if I look differently, would I have gone to the same school or grown up in the same neighborhood? Or would my mother have been treated the same way during my birth? Um, would, you know, would I ever have had a trouble getting a job? Cause I've never had trouble getting a job or moving up in companies or getting anything and it's not only just because of you know I'm a hard worker or whatever it's it's also because of how I how I look and that's that's pretty big too I guess and that's exactly the point that I'm at as well I just like like I said earlier I'm now embarrassed that like I've I've not seen it before I am at 100% can like I I can see this I am I am one of the most like in that position of white privilege. Mm-hmm. I am in in a family where in an area in which is I, I I don't know. I just I just I, st- I struggle to talk about it because I'm well aware that I'm still I still need to educate myself, which I'm doing. It was even down to like one of the crazy things that it just it the whole thing has completely blown my mind. Yeah, um, which has just made me so like angry at myself. how I didn't see it before um but like it was even when because I've been speaking to my wife Gemma about all of this we've been talking and stuff about how at what age or how can we change this because we don't want our kids to to be like us if in that regard of obviously we're we're not saying we're horrible people but to be blind to these sort of things we want them to be educated we want them to know uh, to understand um so we started looking and researching at what age does a kid does a child start to bring up get these biases or or anything how does this happen how can you avoid it um and it's surprising how young of an age these things start being sort of taught not on purpose but start being taught to to like white children um and it made us go right okay let's have a look um at ollie's toys and we looked through all of ollie's toys and it is it's like the picture books have got white people all in it his toys are, are definitely like not in have any color apart from white um and we were like oh my god how how have we let this happen so like since then we've researched what books we should buy so we bought a load of books that sort of teach and and help in like a friendly child friendly way but but help uh, i don't know it's just it's we're, we're at a stage now where this is all so fresh but we're now we're determined like we've managed oh i've managed to be 31 now i've managed to get this far and not see it I want Ollie and obviously my new child that's that's due in December to uh, their whole life understand um, how it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I have been having conversations with Chance about it too, but we've been talking about like Blake, whenever he grows up, we, the same thing, like we don't want him to make 
these same mistakes and we want him to be someone that like stands up to like for whatever he believes in, you know? And I think that's a big thing. I hope that when, I hope there's so much change when a lot of like the people in office right now, like around the world are like gone because just, I well, think this is, that's one of the scary things not to like talk too politically about America. Cause I, again, I don't really understand too much about the American political system, but I did see something that was shared across Instagram and I was having a little look and and that was the age of the people yeah. that are in charge and the age of the people that are trying to get the presidency um and things aren't going to change and until and until they are gone yeah so it's a it's a it's scary but again it's very similar in the in the UK so yeah it's just one of the main things for me that I'm kind of I'm happy with and again it just it fills me with uh, a bit of embarrassment is the fact that right now I I'm happy and I feel I really do feel an urge to call people out whereas before I, I'd never I never had that so like which makes it really awkward being if you're at like a family event or anything like that obviously not at the moment with corona but if you're um in a gathering and someone says something it's it, it it makes me cringe. It makes me feel awkward. It makes me feel like I should say something to them rather than whereas before you would just, I, I, well, I would anyway. And I'll just, again, very, I'm sorry for this. I, I, I could let things slide thinking, well, that's not my battle, but unfortunately yeah. it is, it is my battle. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing that everyone's talking about it. I think that that's what is going to lead to change. Um, so as far as like the, in our industry goes, um, why, why do you think, you know, we're all about beauty and, and showcasing that in its many forms? Why do you think our industry has completely missed the mark so much, just in your opinion? In my opinion, I think with the industry because this is again i do i i wonder how because since since the, everything the movement has really like it's become very mainstream everybody knows and there's a lot of people hopefully looking to make a change um it is one of those things where you can look through any or most lash brands or lash artists or trainers and it is it's scary when you look through it and you see the lack of diversity and it has made me think what like how has this happened because <laughs> Again, I repeat, I'm, I don't, I'm not a horrible person. I, again, I don't think I'm stupid. But even the Lash Base account, if you look through it, it's, it's embarrassing. It's mm -hmm. worrying. Like, it's like, well, how has that happened? Um, so thinking about it, I think I was, and these are just excuses, I think. But the, the industry sort of came about through Eastern European and Russian, like this, that side. And culturally, that, that side... Of, of the world is I wouldn't say racist but they're they're heavily they're, they're white aren't they there's yeah. there's a lot of white and I think maybe where it started that way and then people get attracted to what they they see that looks like them and I think it sort of snowballed through there but I think going forward especially now it shouldn't have got this far anyway but especially now I think going forward I, I do think we're going to see a change yeah in the industry um, or, or we we better so it's it's one of those where we've all posted things on our Instagram to acknowledge what we've uh, our failings in the past which I think is a, is a good thing to do or 
people have uh, publicly supported what's going on um, with their black square on their posts and all of those things, which is which is okay. Um, it's a, it's a start, but and when when we sort of did the same thing on the Lashbase account, or it might have been on my account, there was a lot of positivity and like we thanks Jamie for acknowledging what's what's going on and and how we can change, which was great. But someone was quite negative on my post and said, look, the thing is, you can say whatever you want, but the proof's going to be in how you move forward. So Mm -hmm. I think everyone should stop applauding and just wait and see. And although that was negative, I I didn't reply to the person because if I reply to one, I have to reply to them all. And and, and I didn't want to get into conversations with, with everyone at that time because mm-hmm. of what was going on but that person that put that i agreed with i thought you're right 100 percent, you are right what happened what's important isn't this post what's important is what happens in the future so yeah it's almost like one of those where i look forward to now in a year's time bringing this up again and hoping that at le- well i uh, hoping everybody's changed but i hope that many people stick to their their promises stick yes. to their their sort of public awakening that they've had um i know deep in my heart now that i know that lash base has changed and will change mm-hmm. and will continue to do um what and we'll do what we can for uh, for having proper representation diversity like we've got we're opening up our business in georgia just outside of atlanta like yeah we are we we've got it's our right to do so and we're looking forward that we're up for the challenge now that we're we can understand where we went wrong and that's why i said with these positives and negatives you can look at things we could have started in america still in our old ways without of opening our eyes to this and that would have looked terrible whereas Mm. now things are going to be completely different and rightly so yeah that i'm just looking i'm just looking forward to the change i'm looking forward to to proving everybody like i i was happy when i saw people call me out and say look we don't care about this post just show us mm-hmm. i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to that because you're right i'm looking forward to seeing everyone that's standing up right now to still be standing up in a year two year three year four year like going forward so absolutely i think at first um i saw a lot of like finger pointing and, and um, like blaming versus like everyone looking inward and, and being like, where could I have done better? Even, you know, lash artists who are also guilty of the same thing, um, mostly just pointing the finger at bigger brands. Um, but I, I hope that like everyone across the board, whether you're like a lash artist and you're solo or you're a salon owner or trainer um, who posts a lot of like promo work or you're a lash brand I hope everyone is kind of on board and and going to kind of stick to what they've all been preaching but I I think the ones that don't end up doing that how you're saying like in a year you hope everyone's um, still kind of doing saying the same thing I, I think the ones that don't actually might get cut out by because I think a lot of people are going to stop supporting people that aren't standing up for human rights right now. Mm -hmm. 
I, yeah, and and you wouldn't blame anybody if that's what happened. And exactly. Yeah, I, ju- I just hope. I think I think people aren't stupid. People can see through real and fake. Um, and over time, it will expose that. And the industry can move forward in the right way with the right people leading it. And I, that's why Lashbase hope to be part of that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in a year or two. I just yeah. really hope that those that that have spoken out will continue to, and we'll see. Like we'll go, we'll fast forward a year, and you can look through all these brands' accounts, and it will just be diverse. It will show everyone everything, yeah. um, and more and more people will be coming into the industry. Yeah, it it this this could be. I, I look forward to looking back at this moment in a few years time and, and hoping that this was the change that the, the industry needed. And sometimes I, ha- I hate kind of talking so small about like the lash industry because it's a worldwide, everything's going on in the world. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but to do with the lash industry, I actually do see this as a point in which it is going to hopefully change things. And in a few years time, we'll see all of load more big names and it'll just be, a, it'll be diverse. It'll be, representative it's going to be a good place i hope yeah absolutely um okay so just a couple more questions i just want to ask a little bit about um social media usage so i think we talked about social media your first episode on the show but what mistakes are you still seeing other than of course uh lack of diversity but what mistakes do you think that artists can you know work on or how can they improve the way that they interact on social media or um how much i guess should they be investing time wise in it or financially uh just any tips that you have yeah okay right so i need to take a few seconds to switch back from obviously such a serious subject to, to something sort of my bread and butter that i do day in day out uh, the, the, at the moment, one of the main things that I keep seeing that a lot of people are doing that they shouldn't be doing, um, it, it all stems from the question of like, why are you on social media? So we'll talk about right now, people are on Instagram and they say, why are you on Instagram? Um, and most of the time, if you're a, a lash artist or a salon owner, the reason why you're on social media is because you want to gain attention for your business and you want people to come to you and pay you money for services. So if that's the case, you need to make sure that whatever you're doing on social media is aimed and targeted at people that are most likely to be able to give you money for services. And that's a a roundabout way of saying these people need to be fairly local to you because they need to be able to come to you. Um, And one of the big mistakes that I see lash artists doing, um, especially right now, and it (laughs) really gets to me, is the follow for follow threads in which lash artists are all following each other and commenting on each other's work. Now, don't get me wrong, like if your if your aim of using social media is to network and become well known within the industry because you have ambitions of uh being a speaker or a well-known trainer or you have a product line that you're hoping to bring out, then great, having lots of lash artists following you and commenting and engaging is brilliant. However, if you're a lash artist and you want to gain local business you need local people to be following and engaging with you not someone that's around the other side of the world because that way people aren't going to find you so I think 
the main thing for me that people need to understand is why they're using social media. So if you've got product sales and you do lashes, I think you should have two accounts. Mm-hmm. One which targets a certain type of person, lash artists, for example, and the other one would target the local area. So, yeah, I'd say that's what people at the moment are doing too much of. And that's trying to impress people within the industry rather than trying to focus on actually finding clients through social media. Right. Um, so how how else should they be spending their time? Should they be commenting back to people? Should they be posting more content? Should they be doing more stories? Should, yeah, what do you think? Well, they can be doing I think the and it's this is quite an extreme view that I have, but it genuinely it does it does work and and if you want to be serious about growing your social media and gaining business through social media, this is actually something that you should consider. Um, you should always be posting your work. You should um, make sure that after you've done, had a lash appointment, the the client is aware that there's going to be almost like a mini photo shoot going on straight afterwards and that they're comfortable with that because there's no point in just a quick lift your phone up, click, and then you're done and hope for the best. You, you do need to take a few to be able to pick the good ones that showcase your work well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people should really spend two hours a day. And if you can't afford two hours a day, uh, at least half an hour a day, and that is engaging with other people. So that is replying to your own comments. But more importantly, again, if you're a lash artist, what you should be doing is blocking out a point in your diary, just as important as an actual lash client coming into you, you should block out time in your diary for social media engagement. And it really is as simple as you can open up Instagram, you can click on the magnifying glass, you can click on the search bar, um, and then you click on places, and then you type in your location. So whatever city or town you're in, you type that in and click search. What that will do is bring up lots of people that are near you that have posted. So you can you should then be spending your time scrolling through those and commenting and liking pictures of people that are definitely your target market. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, you could even you could even take it one step. You could you could comment on any picture that's from your local area. So if somebody's posted something and they're in your local area and you've left a comment, regardless of if it's if they're male or female or uh, old or young, it's like leaving a, a sort of an advert on a lamppost as you're going around the city, that your comment will forever be there. And if it's in a local, from, on a post from a local person, then other local people are going to see it. And over time, people are going to say, even if it's like, it's the most awkward thing when you first start and you think, why am I leaving a comment on this person's post talking about their shoes doesn't make any sense however when you do it that person that gets the comment they might go who is commenting I have no idea who this person is who's commenting on my shoes they'll click on it and they'll straight away see that you're a lash artist in their local area now they might not even want lashes at that time or have even considered lashes but when the time comes that they do think about it they'll already know who you are and if you do that enough and leave enough comments and engage and have conversations with people, you'll get loads of more, loads more followers for a start and you'll also pick up loads more clients, which is the most important part. I think that's a really good, that's really good advice. I, I wonder, 
is there like a wrong way to do this though? Like could a client pot or yeah, could, could that person that receives that comment ever be like, who is this? And this seems like totally like not genuine. Cause I've, cause they don't know me or. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. No, I know what you're trying to say. The, the, the main thing is, is to be extremely genuine with the comments that you're leaving. So there's no point in just commenting with a couple of emojis. There's no point in, in, in sounding uh, like, I think what's the word disingenuous. Is that the like word? fake almost? Yeah. There's no point in, because you're right. If you do that, then you're likely to uh, have a negative effect effect on them. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily let that because people will overthink whether they're going to sound genuine or not yeah. when they're commenting. So Yes, you can, but if you imagine leaving a comment on somebody's post and that somehow makes somebody angry, then that's that was never a client you ne- necessarily want anyway, if that's yeah. the type of person they are from that. So I wouldn't overthink it because I know for a fact, if I was, if I post something on Instagram personally, like a personal post and I'm just posting it and then all of a sudden I get a comment from somebody that I don't know who they are, it's, it's quite a, a cool, like, good little feeling, isn't it? Like, you, you think, oh, who's this? Someone's seen my post and decided to comment mm-hmm. on it. Uh, um, so, yeah, I wouldn't overthink it. But, yeah, you're right. You, you may do. But then that could happen with absolutely any marketing tactic or anything you try to gain business can have, can have a negative impact on someone. But at the same time, it can have a positive one. So, yeah, I, I just think don't overthink it. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, you, last question, uh, you have your own podcast now. How, like, how is that going? And are you still doing it with Amy? Yeah, we've, um, so yeah, the last race podcast, anyone listening, little plug, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it was going really well. We had one, we were releasing one episode every single week. Uh, the, the almost like the, the unique selling point of the last race podcast was it wasn't, um, because I got my inspiration from Lash Boss Radio from two years ago, as in you're like one of the originals, aren't you? And what I, when I started the Lash Base podcast, I didn't want it to be like solely interview based because you're doing that and you're doing that really well. So I didn't want that. So I thought, right, what can we do? So um, I've been around long enough to feel like I have enough experience to talk about certain things to do with lashes, to do with marketing. So yeah, we came up with the idea of doing our own podcast. Um, and there's lots of there's some we've had some really popular episodes on how to market your business and even things down to like how to raise your prices, um, how to find the right tweezers and what to look out for, how to make sure that you have good retention. We've done a lot of lot of good ones with my colleague Amy sometimes and sometimes it's just by myself. But um, I think during lockdown, our podcast recordings have taken a bit of a hit because where we don't do like telephone based call recording interviews it's all huddled around a microphone in the office and we just mm-hmm. talk into it these the the podcast recordings would take a bit of a hit so we're working on trying to get a couple more out soon but it's like a, i think i know sorry to like bring it back to the 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 what's going on in the world at the moment it's it's a really tough situation with um, what's going on I don't want to mm-hmm. create a podcast and bring a podcast out that completely avoids what's going on because that would wouldn't be might not go down well and at the same time I don't want to bring out a podcast that's solely about what's going on because I know that I don't have all the answers and I I don't want to see 
be seen to be bringing something out just because it's trendy it's like right so uh we're at a bit of a we've stopped with the podcast recording basically but we will have some more coming out soon and going forward in the year and next year yeah it'll be hopefully back to one a week once we've got all the staff back in awesome yeah i i feel like you said that you or you wanted to start this podcast like a long time and then you finally did it and a lot of people i feel like were excited because they probably wanted you to do that for so long because you're always so helpful to everyone yeah it took i, I did a post because i thought this is never going to happen I posted on my Instagram as like a, an accountability for me rather than like an actual teaser as to what was coming. But I said, I remember it was like July 2018 or something. And I posted, right, the Lash Base podcast is coming soon. Here's what's going to be on it. And it was, wasn't till July 2019 that the first episode came out. Yeah. So I mean, it took a whole year. That That's, I feel like how most things happen though, but you're doing it and it's it's awesome so yeah so it's had it's had good feedback it's had good reviews i enjoy doing it because you know me i enjoy talking so yeah for sure so when are you guys planning i know you said that y'all would come back in august so would the launch be pretty quickly after that or when can they expect it well it's still a bit up in the air at the minute when it comes to once we know where what we can do in terms of travel to and from uk to america uh then we'll it'll be a bit of a last minute thing but yeah i think the main thing for us is we want to hit the ground running when lash base us launches and when it opens we got we know we've got good products um the stumbling block for us in the past has been the fact that either shipping takes too long or cost to ship things over um to america has, has almost been a barrier when you've got so many amazing brands in the u.s to choose from anyway uh, mm -hmm. which is why we always wanted to to come over and actually have a warehouse offices and a base from the u.s so it'll be a bit last minute but my one thing that i, I would ask of anybody that's listening to this go to lashbase.com um, and you can put your email address in and we're we'll be sending out everything to do with our launch so as soon as we know it's happening we'll be putting an email out um, and anybody on the email list will get a bigger discount to anybody that's when we launch sort of thing so yeah I think that's the main thing if you're interested in getting lash based products sign up to the newsletter um, yeah and then you'll be the first to know Alright you guys, well that is all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you would like to get info on the US launch of Lashbase, then make sure to go to Lashbase.com and sign up so that you can get updates. There's also a new Instagram account for Lashbase US. It is just Lashbase underscore US. So make sure to follow that. I will put all of those links in the show notes. Also, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will be back very soon with the next episode.